This is episode number 51 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Everybody, welcome back to High Impact Leaders. I'm Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute, and I help people acquire leadership and management skills to improve your careers and facilitate dynamic growth in your business. In this episode, I'm going to share with you a few secrets about how to find the perfect candidate for job openings in your company. By the way, this is part one of a series on how to conduct job interviews. So uh, when you conduct these job interviews so that you can make you know, um, great hiring decisions in the process. Um, one of the things that's kind of occurring right now is as COVID continues to pass, you know, knock on wood, right? Um, the, um, the companies are now beginning to hire again. I know we are and, and some of our um, the other, other companies in, in our industry are as well. Um, so this series is really designed to make sure that that when you are making these hiring decisions, that you get the right person for the right job and continue to grow your your team culture uh, as a result of this decision that you make. Um, by the way, as always, if you like the sessions, don't forget to subscribe to high, to the High Impact Leaders podcast and make sure to rate the podcast for us and, and leave me a review um, wherever you download the show. So I know a lot of you listen on the Apple um, podcast through the iPhone app and and uh, other folks kind of listen on Spotify. But I mean, I, I know we're on like dozens and dozens of different podcast apps out there. Whichever one of those that you use, make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you get new episodes each week. And in addition, um, if you like the content, let us know by writing a review for us. That's very, very helpful. Um, In addition, we're also publishing as many as sometimes as many as five new leadership tip videos every single week on our YouTube account. So if you, you know, if you get tired of listening and you prefer to kind of see my rugged face, then make sure to check out the YouTube channel uh, and you, you can subscribe there as well. Just, if you just search for the Leaders Institute on YouTube and you can find us, but it's, um, it's you know, le- um, YouTube slash, I think, see for channel slash Leaders Institute. So Pretty easy to find. Uh, all right, so let's get on with t- with this week's topic. So the topic today is about a quality formula for interviewing candidates. So if you happen to be in a position, a lot of small businesses are, a lot of big companies are right now, where now that COVID is starting to be at least mostly in the rearview mirror, at least we hope so anyway, People are starting to hire that we put off some of those hiring decisions for quite a while. And so what I want to do is do a couple of sessions on how to kind of identify really quality candidates for positions that you have open and also maybe give you some questions that you can ask and some ways to identify whether or not a person who is applying for a job that you're offering might be a good candidate for that specific position. Now, if you are not in a position where you're hiring, maybe you're going to be on the other side where you are interviewing with people um, to get a new position. The information can help you as well. So in fact, I'm going to kind of 
give a little subtitle here. It's it's about job interview tips. So that's whether you're on the um, on the on the interviewer side or to the interviewee side. The, the, these are going to be some interview tips to help you make um, you know, at least from the interviewer side the best hiring decisions. So I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background. So over the years, I've just so you know, I've made some. St- Stellar hiring decisions. I have hired some really, really quality folks. On the other hand, I have also made some catastrophic blunders as well when when hiring people. And eventually, I kind of figured out a system that has really allowed me to hire excellent, excellent, excellent candidates with with low turnover. Um, And that's actually fairly recent. I've been been in business for twenty years or so, but this is one of it's the system that we've created. Is something that that works really really well. I think you're going to get a kick out of it. Um, and by the way, I had to learn these <laughs> these tips through the school of hard knocks. I mean, I made every mistake in the book. So hopefully, you'll be able to learn from my mistakes, so you can create a solid team for your organization. Um, and, and by the way, I, I organized this session in three really four parts. Not sure exactly how. Uh, many sessions this is going to end up being when we actually put it out on the podcast, but it's going to be multiple sessions anyway. But part one, what we're going to cover today gives you a few tips to help you really identify the perfect candidate when you see him or her, you know, when you're interviewing that person, how to know whether or not that that's that person is, is quality for your organization. Um, the next part is going to offer questions to ask during the job interview. So I'll give you a list of questions that will help you identify, help you better um, compare the candidates and see which ones are, are really in line with, with what you need for the position. Um, and I also kind of inserted a little mini part on questions to avoid <laughs> during the job interview. So uh, again, school of hard knocks, you know, things that you probably want to stay away from in the job interview in order to, um, you know, just in some, in some states, uh, you can get yourself into legal problems just by asking the wrong questions, even though it's for, for a lot of us, those questions might seem kind of natural to ask. And in some places, they can actually get you in, into trouble as an employer. Uh, and then the last part is going to cover how to use the information that you've collected during the interview process to make a good hiring decision. So let's get started with the first part, with that, that first the first section, you know, so basically, how do you know if a candidate is really a good fit for the job that you have or for your particular company? Um, so before you start to interview candidates, you really want to identify what a good candidate looks like. And and there have been times in my company, by the way, where we've where we were we were growing so fast that we that our hiring decisions were made based on if a person had a pulse or not, or if the person had a pulse, yeah, you're hired, right? Um, it's just, we had so much business that, that uh, I mean, we had we had to have bodies. We had to have, and, and by the way, in my industry, and especially with, with, the, uh, with the team that I have here, um, a lot of those hiring decisions, even though they were kind of made in haste and without a whole lot of, of um, um, due diligence, I guess, uh, they, a lot of most of them actually turned out really, really well. And the reason, but the reason why is a little bit different because we are a company of trainers. I mean, basically, I'm a trainer. All of my executives are trainers. So even if somebody is not quite a good fit, we have the ability to be able to train somebody, and over time, they can become a good fit. And most most organizations don't have that. Most organizations don't have a situation where. Um, 
they've got um, a, a kind of free training for the for the new people. So we have to we have to make we have to when, when we're making hiring decisions, we have to kind of keep that in mind as well. Uh, and by the way, some of those um, rash hiring decisions that I talked about, you know, um, turned out really well. I kind of mentioned that, but a lot of times it was based on just dumb luck. And then other hiring decisions cause, you know, really big problems and uncomfortable terminations and that kind of thing. So, so hopefully you can kind of learn from our mistakes. Um, just so you know, I mean, it just as background, most interviewers, most employers, We'll start by scanning a candidate's resume or LinkedIn profile. And what they're what we're looking for a lot of times in the early parts are things like education, you know, what's their degree in that kind of thing? What kind of work experience do they have? Do they have references? And obviously, obviously, you you want to take these items into consideration. However, none of those things that I just mentioned, the things that we tend to focus on most often in the interview, none of those things are going to tell you if that person is actually a good fit for the position that you're hiring. And in addition, none of those things are going to show you if that person is going to be a good fit for your team as well. So, you know, it's hard to see that from a, from a resume. So before you start interviewing, one of the things that I would suggest that you do is identify the skills that are needed for the particular job that you're going to be hiring for. And also the second part of that is to identify the values that you want in a candidate. If you have those two things clearly in mind, when you get into that interview, when you start asking questions, it's going to help you better pick somebody that's going to fit in those two, those two criteria. Number one, they have the skills that you need. And number two, they're going to fit, fit in with your team and really build your, the team culture that you're looking for. So let's start with the first part that you want to identify the skills needed for the job before you interview any candidates. Um, I'll give you a good example of this. A couple of years ago, I hired a new website developer for my company. And in the job description, I was, uh, and by the way, this was maybe in the last two, three years or so, this was probably about the sixth or seventh person that, I, that I'd hired during that time period. And so this was one of the latter ones. And I got a whole lot better <laughs> at creating the job description by the time I did the last one than I was when I started the, the first one. Uh, but basically what I did in that particular job description is I inserted a list of skills needed for the position in, and I listed them in the order of importance. I put the top one at the very, at the number one spot, you know, the thing that was the skill that was most important to a person's success. And, and by the way, what I listed in this particular um, job description was the, the phrase search engine optimization. Um, and I, and that was the first skill that a person in this position working for me needed. And, and by the way, I listed that one first for a reason because the candidate absolutely had to have a vast knowledge of the subject of search engine optimization, how to get websites to the top of Google or how to keep them at the top of Google in order to be successful in the position. Cause that's one of the big things that we do here at our company. If you've ever done a search for public speaking classes or public speaking training or leadership development or team building, a lot of times our websites are going to come up in, you know, one of those first 10 anyway, in a lot of situations, the first three, we had a lot of business because of it. And as a result, you know, that was kind of key. So um, I, I listed those skills and just so you, I mean, just so you kind of get a, um, an idea of why I focused a lot on the skills needed for that position is because, I mean, that candidate, whoever that person is that's interviewing, they might have developed the skills 
by going to college or university, they might have developed the skills on the job working for a huge company, or he or she might have developed those skills working on the weekends as a second job, you know, part time. Guess what? I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care how that person came about that. I didn't care what school that that she attended, or I really didn't care about her grades either. I was most concerned that she could prove to me that she was an expert in that particular skill. She had to be able to prove that she had that skill and that her skill was going to add to the value on, of our team here, here, here at the company. So um, step one, and a lot of, by the way, I'm, um, if when you're, when you're interviewing, this is really one of those things. It's kind of like your own buying criteria. It's like a hierarchy that you're creating where um, these are the, let's say you list a, a, a series of 10 different skill sets. One of the things that I would suggest is that when you complete that list, go back and then order them based on their importance. But the number one thing at the top, the second most important thing as number two, all the way down to you get to number 10. That way, once you start to interview candidates, you've got a checklist to refer to. You can ask questions about those specific skills to see if that person has experience and see what kind of experience that he or she has in each one of those skill sets. Now, in addition to the skills, I mean, the skills are really, really critical. I mean, I in, in my company, uh, especially when I'm hiring and when I suggest that my clients hire folks for their teams as well, I, I have them always start with the, the skills because if Somebody is is um, highly skilled in an area. They add great value to the the company. They add great value to what what they're being added to. The second thing, though, is actually pretty important as well because they may have the skills, but if they don't fit in well with the the culture that you have, then they they may not stick around very long. So you might have a higher turnover. So number two is that you want to identify the personality traits needed for the job before interviewing any of the candidates. Um, so, so like for instance, um, uh, the, when I say personality temperament, uh, let me kind of explain what I'm talking about here. Psychologists have identified four major personality temperaments. And, and in fact, this theory is, is really, it's over 2000 years old. It goes all the way back to Hippocrates, you know, the guy who the doctors do the Hippocratic oath, you know, the do no harm, that kind of thing. Um, he, he's, he was in ancient Greece, I think 300 BC, somewhere around that time frame. And basically what he said was that each one of us, each person possesses natural talents based on their, their personality. And, but we also have equal and opposite weaknesses. We all have natural weaknesses. We're all good at something and we're also not so good at other things. Um, uh, so this is really helpful, by the way, if you kind of understand this concept, because when you're actually in the, the um, hiring process, you can kind of look and see if the personality that the person has and those strengths that he or she has is really um, it going to be helpful to that person in the role that you're that that they're applying for, or if you know they, they probably need a different position. So I, I'll give you a really good example of this. About five years ago, I had opened up a new warehouse for for my company. Um, um, actually, here in the Dallas Fort Worth area where we're based, um, originally our warehouse was in another city, and it got um, really challenging shipping um, materials and things like that from uh, from one. I mean, we had to basically ship a lot of a lot of materials here to our home, and which was kind of challenging. So basically, we moved the warehouse here to the Dallas Fort Worth area, and so I created a nice job posting and and started interviewing candidates for a warehouse manager. And one of these candidates was 
just one of just a perfect fit for my company. She was energetic. She's fun, inspirational. She was. I just we everybody in the office loved her. Thought she'd be a great fit for the company. Uh, and instantly, I I, I kind of knew it myself. You know, just asking her a few questions, it, it was really apparent that she was going to be. Um, helpful for us here at the company. However, the job that she was applying for, the warehouse manager, was really not a good fit for her strengths, right? I mean, what we really needed was someone that was was thorough and detail-oriented and you know, and we also needed somebody who could, you know, do some fairly complicated mathematics, mathematically anticipate inventory needs, in the future based on past. But it, I mean, it's it's a a fairly analytical type position, which wasn't really her strong suit. Um, so uh, unfortunately, I wasn't. I, I, I mean, well, fortunately for her, but I didn't. I was. I did not hire her for that specific position. But a couple of weeks later. I called her up out of the blue and I asked her to come in and re-interview for um, for a, a totally different position. And and um, she actually became an account manager for our company. And within, I think at the end, by the end of her second year, she was the top account manager in the entire company. So basically, she was generating more revenue for our company than anybody else in the world just in two years, which is unheard of. I mean, that's 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 pretty challenging to do. Um, and then and now, you know, three years after that, she's now one of our top instructors worldwide. So she goes out and teaches our team building programs and leadership development programs and stuff like that. And it's funny because every once in a while I kind of joke around with her saying, hey, what do you think your world would be like if I had actually offered you that warehouse manager job? And she always kind of grits her teeth and kind of under her breath thanks me, I think anyway, <laughs> because it was just not a good, what she probably would not have done very well, even even though she's a perfect fit for the company, the personality, her personality, her strengths would not have fit well for that specific position. And so, um, um, one of the key things to to uh, keep in mind when you are hiring is not only do you want to hire for skills within the um, that are needed for that particular position, but also look at what personality temperament, what kind of of um, of, of strengths and weaknesses are needed in order to be successful within that company. Um, I, I'll, I'll give you another example of how, or a, a kind of tip anyway, kind of a bonus tip here about how personality temp- personality temperaments can be helpful because great teams contain individuals who really kind of complement each other's strengths and, and also make up for each other's weaknesses. So, um, so if you if you identify what strengths you already have on your team, and then at the same time identify what weaknesses that you need to kind of shore up on your team, the personality and temperament strategy can can really help here as well. For instance, let's like me personally, I'm a I'm a hard charging Taipei personality. People call me the bull in the china shop. That's I mean that's that's kind of my I'm I'm you know. I'm I'm going gangbusters after my goals, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get there no matter what. And uh, the first, I would say, three people or so that I ever hired for my company were the exact opposite of me. <laughs> so where I'm kind of crass and blunt, the people that I hired were really friendly and personable. You know, they made up for my deficiencies, and and in some ways, I kind of like to think that I made up for theirs as well. But 
we had really nice growth in those in that first couple of years of, of the company. Um, we were growing like gangbusters. And um, eventually, though, the company kind of hit a plateau where we kind of petered out at the at a at a specific revenue for, um, plateau. It was about about 300,000 a year. And I think a lot of companies kind of do that early on. And I realized later what the problem was. I mean, it, it took me a while. I mean, once we got over the next plateau and the next plateau and the next plateau, I kind of looked back. And in hindsight, it's real easy to kind of see that that um, what had happened was I had hired a team of people who were waiting for me to give them direction. I mean, they were fantastic at implementing ideas, by the way. I mean, they were phenomenal. It was one of the reasons why we had such great growth. However, if I didn't lead them, if I didn't give them the idea, if I didn't kind of tell them what to do, if I wouldn't give them direction, not a whole lot got done. You know, they just kind of went and did the things that I had already kind of told them how to do. So um, um, a couple of years later, when I hired some more, um, I, I hired creative idea people, you know, these highly energetic folks like the woman I was telling you about before. Uh, and then later on, we hired a few uh, detail oriented analytical folks. And when we started adding those additional personalities to the team, that's when growth really exploded. I mean, we we went well over that. We went, in fact, we went from about three hundred thousand to a million dollars in, in the next year, and then a couple of million dollars the, within six months from that time frame. So, I mean, it was a really, really fast growth once we started adding in some of those additional personalities. And so, as you are um, kind of looking at the people that you want to bring on, and you're going through the interview process, you might do kind of like what we've done because today. I consciously hire based on the strengths and weaknesses of the personalities that I already have on the team. And, uh, and if you do the same, it, I, I think the process will work well for you as, uh, as well. All right. So this seems like a pretty good stopping place for this week um, because now that you kind of know who your ideal candidate is, what that person looks like next week, I'm going to show you how to ask the right questions that will help you uncover those skills and values that we talked about needed for the job when you when you actually interview these candidates. And then we're going to show you how to use that information, the information that you collect during the interview to make sure that you make a really high quality hiring decision. So we'll see you next week on High Impact Leaders. Don't forget to subscribe. See you next week.